Hello and welcome to the Age of Victoria podcast. My name's Chris Fernandez-Packham. Thank you for tuning in. Hello there, you lucky people. Hot on the heels of episode 004, Emperor Napoleon Marches to War, here we are with a mini-sode. I can't believe we've managed to get an episode out this quickly. I really enjoyed the research for episode 004, uh, and I also enjoyed trying out those new recording effects, the extra music. Great fun. As always, you can email me at the Age of Victoria podcast at gmail.com. That's Age of Victoria podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, with any questions about the episodes or anything you've heard so far. My main housekeeping announcement of the day, though, is that the Age of Victoria podcast now has a Twitter account. Yes, we are growing all the time, and so if you want to comment or chat, then you can do that at Age of Victoria on Twitter. That's in addition to the Facebook group, the emails, and the website. Also, please do leave a review on iTunes if you get the chance. It's fantastic. So, Choosing my topic today has been really difficult. Actually, in a way, this mini-sode is a bit about the difficulties in choosing a topic in history. I was really tempted to talk a bit about Sherlock Holmes, as his creator, the author Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, died on the 7th of July, 1930. Holmes was a quintessential late Victorian fictional character, I did this kind of topic about Dickens recently too. And again, like Dickens, Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes require a lot more than just, you know, a, a quick amble through the minisodes. So I was having a check for my usual This Day in History fix and came across an amazing topic. I was grabbed and thought, wow, I can imagine Dan Carlin or David Borelli from History on Fire doing this one. It seems that a key battle occurred in the U.S. conquest of California on the 7th of July, 1846. A landing party demanded the surrender of Monterey. An artillery officer in charge refused, and U.S. Commodore John D. Sloat then landed 225 sailors and marines on the beach. Within minutes, the American flag was hoisted. The American ship's cannons added a 21-gun salute and Sloat read his proclamation, the annexation of Alta California to the United States. A messenger was sent to General Castro at San Juan Bautista, requesting his surrender. This all came out of the blue to me. There's a huge history story here that needs telling. I've never even heard of the Californian annexation. Why would I? U.S. history is a very minor sideshow in U.K. education. Except for the Revolution, the American Civil War and abolitionist movements, and a bit of the Great Depression. My personal reading on the United States has been heavy on political philosophy and development, on the U.S. Civil War and the wars against the Native Americans, but no real detail other than that. I had a hazy understanding 
that the US had a border conflict with Mexico in the New Mexican Territory, and California was handed over wholesale as part of a peace settlement. If that sounds shocking to my US listeners, then imagine how little real detail the US education system goes into on the union between England and Scotland, or the Spanish Reconquista that expelled the Muslim rulers from southern Spain and created the unified Spanish crown. Important events from our own histories often become peripheral when viewed from a long way away. Anyway, the takeaway from this is that I have an exciting area to look into for a future episode or two. It includes political double-dealing, the Bear Republic, military incompetence, Mormons, cowboys, Kit Carson and the Oregon Trail, all setting the scene for the gold rush. Again, it drives home the point that the age of Victoria was an age of adventure and conflict around the world that would shape the familiar setup of the world today. Who knows how the US might have looked if the US-Mexican War hadn't happened, or if the US campaign in California hadn't been successful. There was no law of history that said California had to end up part of the United States. The trends were pushing it that way. But perhaps a few different decisions could have resulted in New Mexico, California and even Texas being strongly Mexican regions. Gold was discovered at Sutter's Mill soon after, kick-starting the gold rush just after the war had ended. Now that's a fascinating thought, isn't it? If Mexico had triggered a gold rush the year before in California and it was Mexican settlers and citizens who had discovered the gold. Well, that war might have turned out a little different, mightn't it? Perhaps a gold-deprived US would have struggled to finance a war against a gold-rich Mexico. This isn't the only big event on this day during the 19th century, either. There was also the annexation of Hawaii on the 7th of July, 1898, by President William McKinley. I'm not sure if he was aware of the symbolism of the date, and the Mexican War. In 1863, for example, the US began its first military draft, and in 1892, the secret society, the Katipunan, was founded in the Philippines, the secret society that would create a revolution that would lead to war with the Spanish, independence, and then extermination by the United States when they annexed the Philippines. This all drives home the point that the age of Victoria was an age of adventure and conflict around the world. A time when everything was in flux, a time of change. An age that might well set up the familiar shape of the world today, but was still fundamentally quite different. Being in the age of Victoria meant being impacted by the culture, art, buildings and technologies of the Victorians worldwide. Even today, California retains a Victorian presence, especially in buildings like the Conservatory of Flowers, an almost quintessentially Victorian glass house. And yet it also still retains those touches of its Mexican heritage too, showing the chain of history and the ripples that spread out from these events still lap up onto us today. Of course, a minisode is no place to tell the history of the US-Mexican War, or the history of California, or the history of Hawaii. It's certainly not the place to run interesting possibilities about the other ways history could have turned out. That's a pity, but rest assured, it will be in the podcast in detail. 
anyone is especially interested in this area and wants to drop me a line about it, well, as you know, I've got email and Twitter. Still, it has got me thinking, not just about the big ticket events of history, but how much of history just gets missed because we focus on these big ticket events. For example, just a cursory search of the newspaper archives for the 7th of July 1850 shows marriages, births, deaths, advertisements, political discussions, fairs, church services, notices and all kinds of things. It is far too easy to get caught up in the big picture and forget that even the big picture is made up of thousands of human beings. Just being human. For example, the Daily Dispatch of Richmond, Virginia on the 7th of July 1850 has a lively and lengthy piece about the governorship. It is full-blown and intense, full of the usual political angles and wheeler dealing that we would expect to read today in a political commentary. And yet, tucked away on that page is also a little notice of a death. It says, Died on 6th of June at 8 o'clock of brain fever. Catherine, daughter of Philip and Josephine Kepler, aged one year and 11 months. We loved our little Katie dear and would have wished her to stay. Let our father's will be done. She shines through endless days. For the Keplers, I'm sure that this event had more of an impact than the debate about the governorship. It was immediate and human and timeless. History is as much about the small things we overlook as it is the big stories that we shout out loud. Much of it comes down not to the facts, but to the narrative that interests us most at the time. Anyway, I'm hoping to drop another mini-sode next week. I hope you've enjoyed this one. And I really hope that you enjoyed the full episode 004. Like I said, it's one of the ones I've had the most fun putting together so far. And it's where the action is really kicking off. So, keep your eyes open for the small things in history between now and then. Because, as the old saying goes, no one is dead unless they are forgotten. Take care, and bye for now.